0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for July 28th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled, You Are Not a Mistake. You are not. You are not a mistake. God made plans for you from the foundations of the world. God is completely intentional. He is purposeful. He is purposeful in all the things that he does. He made plans for you before the world began, and he sent you to this planet at just the right time. So your job now is to discover what God already planned. Your purpose cannot be decided because God decided before the world began. So your job is to discover what God already decided and then to develop in it and then to deploy into your purpose, to find it, to follow it, to finish it before you die. Why? Because you are not a mistake. So that said, uh, we've been looking at Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 5 through 9 for a while. I wanted to move on from Jeremiah today, but the Lord told me to do one last message from this. So let me just say this before I get started. Um, I'm take, My family, we're going to take a little break, Thursday and Friday, tomorrow and the next day, really through the weekend. So uh, this is the last message that I'm going to share this week, but I'll be back on Monday. And uh, I hope you understand how important rest is. I hope you understand how important it is for all of us to get rest and, and, you know, to take some downtime. So I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'm looking forward to a break. If you need to watch any messages, go to our podcast. There are thousands of messages. Go to youtube.com first slash Rick Pena. And there are thousands of messages there. So that said, the title of today's message is align your mouth with your calling. Look at me. I want you to align. God does too. your mouth with your assignment, with your calling, to speak what God is speaking over you, to declare what God is declaring over you, align your lips with your assignment. Let's talk about it. So in Jeremiah chapter one, verses five through nine, the Bible says, God says to Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you before you were born, I sanctified you and I ordained you to be a prophet into the nations. And then Jeremiah said, well, but Lord, I can't speak. I, I, I'm a youth. And the Lord said, no, don't say that. That's what we're going to talk about today. The Lord said, don't speak against the assignment. He said, no, don't say that. Don't say, I'm a youth. Well, you're going to go where I tell you to go. You're going to say what I tell you to say. Listen, I, and don't be afraid of their faces. I'm, I'm with you. I will deliver you. If you didn't watch yesterday's message, you should watch it. He, God will reassure you. He's like, I love you. I will be with you every step of the way. I'm dedicated to you. I'm more dedicated to you than you're dedicated to you. And so then the Lord reached forth his hand and touched my mouth, Jeremiah said, and he put his words in my mouth. But what I really want to focus on today is the fact that Jeremiah said, no, I can't do what you're saying. And God said, "Don't say that. Let's talk about it. Do never speak against what God said." So, uh, what does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you about not speaking against the assignment. Three things to share with you about this. I'm gonna get into these three things. This is where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Three things. Number one. Here we go. You ready? Number one. Faith is something you say. So. For for those of you that have heard me teach on faith, you you know this. Faith is something you say, something you do, or seed you sow. Financial seed you sow based on something that you be, you believe God revealed to you. So God reveals something to you, and when God reveals it to you, it is it might be future to you, but it's past to Him. For Him, it's already done. For you, it's only a matter of time. And so faith enables you to to live your life based on that reality. Faith enables you to live on earth. How, don't you wanna experience heaven on earth? How do you experience heaven on earth? You experience heaven on earth by faith. By faith, I'm able to peer into heaven, right? In my in my prayer closet and come out of that. And now I'm living in the earth informed by what God revealed. And so if by faith, I'm able to see into eternity from time and then come back into time and then live my life in time based on what God revealed from eternity. So faith enables me to experience heaven on earth because I'm on the earth, but I'm living in sync with heaven. Faith is what happens to you. Faith is not you trying to do something to God or get God to move. Faith is what happens to you. Faith is when you are fully persuaded. Faith is when you are convinced. Faith is what happens to you when God reveals to you your future. Now, once again, its future to you is past to him. And then you have the audacity to live off of that reality, even though, even though the earth hasn't caught up yet. Even though, so I can look in the mirror and I believe what God believes about me, even though the earth hasn't caught up yet. So the people down here, they don't, they're not caught up with that reality. And so, so I might be in sync with heaven, but that might mean that I seem like I'm out of sync with the people down here in this world. And it's just because they haven't caught up with who I am yet. You know what I'm saying? They don't even know. They don't even know who I am because I know who I am because God showed me who I am. Now, the people down here, they don't know yet because it hasn't happened yet, but that's fine. It's only a matter of time. And so I'm living by faith and I'm living off of the reality that God gave me. I'm living in alignment with, with what God revealed. So faith requires you and I to hear from God. Faith requires you and I to discern God's voice, to believe what he said, and then to attempt, like whatever human actions are required to bring it to pass. And and if you understand this, then you're going to understand why words are so important, because your faith is always a response to God's grace. So by faith, you get to align your words and your deeds and your actions with what God promised. Therefore, your words matter, because your words matter to God, they should matter to you. And so you align your lips with the promise, with what God said. Number two, Your words can either agree with heaven. I set my faith in agreement. I'm speaking words that agree with heaven. At the end of every message, I say, repeat after me, declare this, speak words of faith from a believing heart. I'm agreeing with heaven. So your words can either agree with heaven, positioning you to experience heaven on earth, or they can keep you bound to the limits of this world. If all you're going to do is just speak what you can see, what you can validate with your senses, then you're limited to the limits of this world. So you, you're bound. You, you are keeping yourself grounded to this world. My words don't keep me grounded to this world. My words pull me up. My words pull me forward into my future because I'm aligning my words with what God is revealing. The power of death and life, Proverbs 18 and 21, the power of death and life is in the tongue. And this is why God never wants you to speak against what he revealed. Never speak against your assignment because you're releasing death or life. And if you speak against the assignment, you're releasing death. The Bible has so much to say about the importance of your words, because with your words, you are either agreeing with God or agreeing with Satan. With your words, you are either agreeing with the kingdom of God or the kingdom of darkness. It is your words. Your words, you should speak words of faith. Remember, faith has a language. And when you speak the language of faith, you're setting your words in your heart in agreement with God's plans and purposes. Words are so important. I want want to give you this example. Words are so important. That when God showed up and, and broke the 400 years of silence, there was 400 years of silence between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And God broke the silence by sending an angel, Gabriel, to speak to Zechariah, a priest. God shows up and speaks to Zechariah through an angel and tells Zechariah, Well, look, you and your wife have always wanted kids, and you've been praying for kids, actually. And you guys are going to have a, a child, and his name is John. And Zechariah spoke against the promise. And since he spoke against the promise, whew, God shut up his mouth. God's, your words are so important that God shut up Zechariah's mouth and he couldn't speak for nine months while his wife was pregnant. And he couldn't say anything until John the Baptist was born. Once the baby was born, God loosed his tongue again. That's how important your words are. God was like, look, if you're not in a position to speak, uh, you know, in accordance with the promise, I would rather shut your mouth. Like you, God did this to protect the promise. You you got to protect the promise. You got to speak life and and not death. You got to speak blessing and not cursing. When you speak against the promise of God, you are putting the promise at risk. Let me say that again. When you speak against the promise, you are putting the promise at risk. When God spoke to Jeremiah and said, "Listen, um, you you're called to be a prophet." He, he said, "Well, I can't I can't do that. I'm too young." God said, "Don't say that. Don't ever." God corrected him right away because words matter to God and they should matter to you. I would rather you not say anything uh, if you're going to speak negative, right? You need to speak the word only. Number three, and finally, I only have three things for you this morning. You must learn to look at your life from God's perspective. Like, look at the promises of God from God's perspective, and that's the key. So the goal is to renew your mind. When I came to God, I I was a staff sergeant, 23 years old, straight out of Brooklyn, and I thought a certain way, and then I had to renew my mind. It is through the word of God that your your mind is renewed. The word of God contains the character, the attributes, and the nature of God. And so the more word of God you get down in your heart, the more you're going to know the God of the word. And so you learn to think and act like him on this planet. So the way you renew your mind is by ingesting, digesting, processing, analyzing, meditating, medicating on God's word. And, and, and the more you think about the word of God, the more you nurse it and rehearse it. The, the more you believe it and declare it, the more you will identify with God and identify with who God called you to be. Because now you're you're learning to look at things from God's point of view. Before, before you looked at things from God's point of view, something bad could have happened to you and you'd be like, you know, spazzing, oh my God, this is the end of the world. But now that you look at things from God's perspective, you know that that's not big for God. You're not freaking out. Why? Because you have a God and, and, and that God is with you and on you and for you. So many believers don't realize it, but they are stifling their faith. They are stifling their life with words. They're speaking words of fear, doubt, and unbelief all the time. You cannot pray in faith in the morning and then spend the whole day speaking negative. You know, you come up, hey, Brother Pena, can you pray for me? You're in church. Okay, sure. What's the problem? Man, I, I fell. I hurt my back. You know, can you pray for me? Sure, I'll pray for you. We pray. We release the power of God. You're like, I believe and I receive it. Thank you, Lord. I receive my healing in my back, right? And then you leave church and you go home and you start walking around your house telling your wife, my back is killing me. Dude, you, then obviously you didn't believe, right? I mean, because you can't, your words of prayer must be followed up with words of faith. Your words are important. You, you, you can't speak negative words and think that you're not gonna be canceling out anything that you said in faith. So you have to reinforce your prayers with words of faith, no matter how long it takes, you got to get to the point where you're not going to speak anything negative. You got to speak the word only. I remember when, when um, Isabella and I first got married, uh, it took me a while, like you know, to get my mind renewed about speaking negative. And then when Isabella and I were getting married, we first got married, she was still, you know, uh, dealing with that, and so she would still say negative things. And so what I did to help her, and it got her mad, but you know, it helped. Whenever she says something negative. I would say, oh, that's your confession. I believe it's coming to pass. And she would look at me and say, that's not what I meant. And I said, well, if that's not what you meant, then you shouldn't have said it. I mean, why why are you saying words that you don't mean? You know, and so so she would say something negative once again. This is not going to happen. This never going to work. You know, I can never do this or whatever. Okay, fine. That's your confession, babe. I believe it's coming to pass. Oh, stop. I I didn't stop doing that. I, I didn't mean that. Well, if you didn't mean it, you shouldn't have said it. And words matter. They matter to God, and they should matter to you, no matter how long it takes. I remember Kenneth Copeland t- said that uh, Gloria Copeland helped him with that. When, when they were young in the faith, the same thing happened. That's how Gloria Co- Copeland broke him out of it. He used to say all this negative stuff, and they were painting their house, and uh, she was all the time saying, well, that's your confession, Kenneth. I believe it's coming to pass. And so they were. he was painting the house. They were painting. She was in one room. He was in another. And and he said, man, this this brush is falling apart in my hands. And from the other room, Gloria Copeland yelled, that's your confession. I believe it's coming to pass. And he said that when he when he went up with the brush and the next stroke, it just fell apart in his hands. And he said, okay, Lord, I'm sorry. I repent. You got to learn to speak the word only, no matter how long it takes. I, I'm convinced that many Christians are not conscious. They're not cognizant of how negative they speak. They're not cognizant of how negative they speak. And their words are keeping them from God's best. So Let me get to the point of this series as I close. The point of this series is to drive home the fact that God made plans for you from the foundations of the world, right? Like He did for Jeremiah. And then God is gonna reveal those plans to you. When God reveals something to you about your future, you can never speak against it. Never allow not one negative word to proceed from out of your mouth concerning the promise. Never speak against what God said. Now, let me just say this, which is, I'm gonna give you a good point as I close. listen. You can think it, like I know you're gonna think it because I mean, you know, things happen, like you're probably gonna think something negative, but the devil can't read your mind. So if you think something negative, that doesn't mean you have to say it. So you might have thoughts of fear and doubt and unbelief, but don't open up your mouth and say it. You might have thoughts of fear, doubt, and unbelief, but don't open up your mouth and say it. I would rather if if you can't say nothing positive, don't say anything at all. Remember when when Jesus was walking with Jairus, and they were going to Jairus's house. And Jairus had spoke the language of faith. He said, "Lord, I'm not gonna lie about it. I'm in a bad situation. My daughter's lying at the point of death. But here's the language of faith: If you will come and lay hands on her, she shall recover and she shall live." Jesus said, "Let's go." And he's walking with, with Jairus, and then the woman with the issue of blood came, and that you know that whole situation, and that took forever. And she gave the whole testimony, and, and while she's talking, Jairus's daughter died. And, and, and somebody came from Jairus's house and said, your daughter's dead. Don't bother the master anymore. And while he was struggling with the fact that his daughter had just died and he was about to tell Jesus, don't come. Jesus stopped him before he opened up his mouth. Now, he had negative thoughts, but he didn't say it. Jesus stopped him and said, Jairus, be not afraid keep believing. I need you to keep believing. Even And if you can't say nothing positive, shut your mouth and don't say nothing at all. I would rather you keep your mouth shut. The, the devil can't read your mind. And so, so you, you speak the word only. When you open up your mouth, do never announce something negative. You speak life and not death, blessing and not cursing. This series is about you're not a mistake. As God reveals things to you about your future, listen, they're going to be big and huge and amazing and all of that. You got to align your, your mouth with that. Align your mouth with your calling And never speak against it. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, now what are we about to do? We're going to speak life over our lives. Say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I level up the way I speak. From now on, I shall speak the word only. Your word says that one day, I will have to give account for every idle word. Therefore, I will not allow any negative, idle, or unproductive word to come out of my mouth. Words matter to you, so they matter to me. I align my heart and my mouth with the plans you made for me before the world began. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to today'sword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I'm going to take a break Thursday and Friday. I'll see you on Monday. But listen, get the word down in your heart, pray. Let God reveal to you things that are future to you but past to him and then say, say what God said until you see what God said and never allow what you see to cause you to change what you say. I love you. God loves you. Have an amazing weekend. God bless you.